Never forget that your job is to help searchers get the answer that they're looking for with SEO specialist, freelancer and consultant, Heba Said. Brought to you by Majestic, I'm David Bain and this is SEO in 2022. Heba, what is your number one SEO tip for 2022? Uh, it's to never forget that we're doing SEO for the users or searcher to find their answer. When you're looking at the website, you need to know what this website is about and how it's helped users uh, when they search for it. So what does it mean in practice then to help searchers get the answer that they're looking for? It means that I need to make it easier for user to find my website. And that's by making the search engine, again, easier to find my website. So when I'm, I'm looking at a project, I look at it as a customer who needs to know what this website will help me and how it's going to help me in my life or my questions or my query. So this is how I look at that website. I need to know how this can reach my users. At the same time, I need my client to get revenue from what I'm doing. So I need my user to come to my website and then like do the sale or sign up for this service or whatsoever. So I need to look at all the funnel before I look at SEO only. I need to know that SEO is like ending in a marketing funnel that ends in sale funnel. Okay, okay, understood. Okay, so the, the whole marketing funnel as well. So that means that um, I guess you're looking for every step of the customer journey. buying journey. Yes. When you're actually determining the the questions that they're likely to ask and the answers that you should be actually trying to optimize for. Yes, and the call to action to like in the journey. How do you determine which questions are the right ones and which questions are probably just single case scenarios that are not worthwhile optimizing for? Syrup. Always look at the syrup. It's like answer is everything for me. Um, I, from the syrup, I know how the customer is reacting, how they're asking uh, uh, and what they need to know. Always put myself in the uh, customer shoes, you know. <laughs> And where does keyword research come into this? Uh, is it is it less important now? Is it more about... No, it's not. It's actually very important because keyword research is not like keywords. It can be questions. It can be the whole thing about the website. So keyword research comes from the CRF, from tools, uh, and from people also ask, uh, Google suggests, and so on. Okay, so, so I've used uh, Google Suggest, I've also used Answer the Public. Uh, I think these are great sources for um, get, getting these kind of, kinds of questions. I, I guess the, the challenge with getting keywords from there is that um, you don't get search volume. So how do you make the choice as to which, which phrases are the best ones to start with? I just do it, I, even if it's low search volume, actually after a while the impression gets higher because the content itself is like full of like information that people can be at, you know, searching for. It doesn't mean that you need the title to be 100% high volume, you know, but the content itself is very important and contain a, a lot of like um, good content and good answer for questions and it, it's like even the 10 volume, this 10 is like my important clients because they can be 10 customers after work for my client. So how do you actually measure 
financially the success of this? Because traditionally SEO was about um, trying to rank for keywords that had a fairly high search volume and getting a certain percentage of organic click from search throughs and um, um, perhaps even assuming um, a certain percentage. Yes, I always like put my CTAs and I try to track them on Google Analytics. It's a very good way to like measure these, how much you're getting for your website and how much they sign up for or like do the sales. So it can measure the return on investment from here. Okay, so tracking codes from your CTAs on your landing pages. Yes. Okay, and what about optimizing your content? Uh, what, how do you make the decision in terms of the type of content that you should be publishing in order to answer the questions? Firstly, the amount of content, and secondly, the content form. Uh, my competitors. <laughs> Talking my okay. competitors, <laughs> it's always good to first look at your competitor in the syrup to know how much they are ranking and how they are ranking, uh, what they are writing about. Is it informative? Is it like uh, transactional uh, and so on? And you kind of like imitate that, but in your way. <laughs> okay. So if a competitor's got a video answer to a particular exactly. question, then that would be a good signal that that's what you should be providing as well. Okay. Yeah. And um, do you simply determine who your competitor is based upon who is ranking for your target keyword phrases? Or is it more about also which type of business does a similar sort of thing? No, both. Sometimes you can look at the type of business. Sometimes you can look at syrup, who's ranking. So it depends on the queries on the project and so on. Okay. Now, you also say that Google Search Cent uh, Central is your friend in crime. Yeah. So why do you yes. say that and what can you learn there? <laughs> because like, Seven years ago, it was very hard to be an SEO, but right now everyone is talking about it. Even Google is doing a channel about it. You know, they have a video channel that tells you what to do to rank. So uh, it's like they didn't used to be like this before. <laughs> so you need to follow up with them. Um, my, my tip for the SEO right now is to follow up Google Central uh, on Twitter and on YouTube. Uh, you can follow up with what's happening with SEO and Twitter very much because it's very updated. And there are so much chats that you can get into that can get you information very good, like uh, the SEO chats that's doing, I guess, on Monday, uh, the same sh rush chat. Um, these are good uh, things to like get ideas of what you're doing. Sometimes they do content, keyword research, um, technical tips, and so on. Uh, and, the, and the SEO FUMU for, from Alida is very good. It's a newsletter that you get very, the, the latest update on SEO. So this is something that you need to keep track. Right. Okay. So, so many more training resources available than there used to be, certainly. Yes. Can you really trust Google <laughs> to teach you how to SEO? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you need to put you need to put your your head in, into it. But yes, they kind of say good 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 points. You know, you need to follow their guidelines at least. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I I guess you need to know you, you you need to be educated enough to be able to know what advice to take and what advice not to. Yes. <laughs> But yes. <laughs> so, so what advice shouldn't you take from Google? <laughs> uh, nothing. You just take everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. 
I'm not trying to get you no, to talk I... with your answers. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Um, you just need to be clever enough because sometimes a guideline is very straightforward, but you need to look. You can sometimes play with the guidelines. <laughs> I guess the challenge is, is that Google don't want to be sharing information like these types of links work. Um, yes, they, they are very sensitive with links. I don't know why. <laughs> okay, well, maybe moving topic slightly then. Um, I mean, we, we've talked a lot about um, the importance of answering questions, how to actually answer your questions, how to optimize your pages for those questions. Um, what are other steps that um, an SEO could take in order to get those pages ranked higher? Obviously, you can optimize the pages, you can do internal linking. Um, hopefully, if the pages are significant, then perhaps even external linking as well. How would an SEO go about doing that and determining what links, if if any, to build to those pages? You know, you need to find a high quality links. That's what, you know, I work as an outreach for Canva as well. So it's been a struggle for two years now to get very high quality links. Um, uh, you need to have a good relationship with people because right now you, you can't like post in anywhere because of scam, the spam score and Google is doing a lot, like we said, a lot of updates regarding uh, linking and so on. So you need to find a good website with good repetition, spam score and good quality and they are writing good content for people so they are having a good organic traffic and good keyword uh, organically. When they uh, when you reach out to them, you can reach out with your good content, so they they like to share with you. So um, this is how it works. You know, you need to find good quality websites, and Syrup is good for that. But we use tools as well. You can always use tool for um, finding a relative uh, website to your, what you're doing. So, what tools are you finding most useful at the moment for that? Uh, Arf, I find Arf is useful regarding backlinks. <laughs> okay, great. Um, so this research in terms of what questions you should be answering on your site and um, uh, the content that you should be publishing, is this a very regular thing that most SEOs should be doing to incorporate into a content strategy? Is this something that needs to be done on a very regular basis, maybe a weekly basis? Or can it be just be done on a quarterly basis and then that's the project maybe for this quarter? Maybe quarterly because we do a plan for three months ahead. So mm -hmm. quarterly is good because you then uh, you might find that all content of your website needs to be optimized or re-optimized. It doesn't have to be a new content. So you need to check out every three months what you're doing about your old content and what do you need to add and so on. Okay. And can answering questions be the only part of your content marketing strategy or does it, is it just a small part of a content marketing strategy? It can be 50-50 because sometimes people don't ask questions. They don't know about your service to ask questions. So you need to like write about your service as information and then answer questions. You know, so it's 50-50 based. Okay, okay. I, I, where do where does this fit in with pillar pages? If, if you want to create a big authoritative piece of content about a particular topic. So it's not about your brand necessarily. It's maybe about a um, highly competitive keyword phrase that you need to rank for. Um, should um, questions be used as um, smaller pages that actually link towards your 
big pillar pages on your site or, or do they not really work in conjunction? It, it can work, actually. I did that before for a website and yeah, my success was huge. Like I received 1000% higher session when I did that. So I started with my pillar pages and I made a blog and I wrote about these pages, but in smaller content and question and answer and so on. So I was linking to my pillar page and then we got high traffic and high volume with these pillar pages and we ranked higher in the top three after like ranking five, page five or six. Just finally, in relation to answering questions, there seems to be a trend at the moment for Google to want, and perhaps other search engines, to want to answer questions directly on the SERP. Um, Yes. Are you seeing this trend um, something that's likely to continue in 2022, moving forward um, um, in future years as well? I guess it's going to get worse. (laughs) Worse, (laughs) okay. Like Google will answer everything. (laughs) But but how how as an SEO do you take advantage of that? Is it possible to brand that and still generate some traffic potentially from that? Yes. Yes, because some people need more than just an answer. They need to know more. So when you answer that in depth for them, uh, you can like win a lot of traffic from this. Okay. And if Google started to write an answer for it, that means that people are asking this question. Yes, yeah. The, 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 and there are a lot of opportunities. You, you can simply yes. see what questions exist on the SERP, click on the questions, and if you see the questions are irrelevant, or, or sorry, the answers are irrelevant, um, and they link to articles that just don't provide the answer, the obvious answer to the question, that's a great opportunity yeah. for content if it's for your niche. <laughs> exactly. Great. Well, um, if an SEO is struggling for time and... They're thinking, yeah, I need to do a better job to identify the questions that my audience is asking and to answer those questions, but they're very busy at the moment. What's something that an SEO may be doing at the moment that's not as effective as it used to be? They should probably consider stopping doing in order to spend more time doing what you suggest. I guess link building, trying to get links as much as possible because sometimes content can win over link. Okay, content can win over a link sometimes. You can find Heba Saeed at Heba Saeed SEO on Twitter. Heba, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2022. Thank you, David. Thank you for having me. Check out the rest of the content from SEO in 2022 over at seoin2022.com. <laughs>